Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 41. Yes. We are deep inside the cave of the Briarstone Witch. We just took down an assassin vine, disabled a cunningly hidden poisonous blade trap, and while Roni was disabling yet another obstacle inside the cave, a big wall of lashed together timbers, he was just attacked from behind by a giant fungus monster. Let me put this little token on the map here. Little. Ah. Like you do. There you go. We are seeing about an eight foot tall tripedal mushroom, essentially, with this huge gaping mouth (laughs) filled with rock and stone teeth. And it is just pulsing and throbbing with spores that are pouring off of it and filling the air. The underside of it, you can see, is just lined with a bed of vines that look like disgusting living hairs that are snaking out from the underside of it, sort of tasting the air and uh, slashing and lashing about beneath it. It just attacked you, Roni. Attempt to take a bite. Oh! <laughs> I like the sound of that. Is that the sound it makes? Oh, no. oh I don't oh, like the sound of that. That's the sound of a natural 20. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Oh. Fuck. Wow. Oh, boy. With a back up of 21 against your flat foot armor class there. That's a hit, all right? Yeah. Critical hit. Oh! Bloody hell. Oh, wow. Sixteen points of damage. Now, the experience that Roni has here is wildly psychedelic, because as he kept, so he's he's got his he's got his back to where this fungus is going to appear. He's just finishing undoing all of the twine and vines, keeping these logs together, and as they clatter to the ground, his back is just raked with this outrageous mouthful of teeth from nothing. And then as he spins to see what did this, then there is like a in the air, this hazy image of this fungus that you do note appeared a millisecond after it bit you. And then already, as you look at it, this kind of like after effect, this afterglow, this translucent hazy image of this creature starts to already fade from view. Everybody roll initiative. That's like half my hit points. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. Great. <laughs> Dora. Four. Oh. Ray. 16. Grip. Also four. Oh. <laughs> Roni. 11. Ooh. We were so good with initiative last combat. We're cocky. <laughs> like a Dora hat, see? Yeah. Does Dora have the decks between Dora and Grip? Oh, I'm a plus two. Yes, you do. I mean, if you want to go first, she'll certainly let you. Something to ponder when we get to the end of the round. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes from now. Do I have to make any kind of save from being ravaged by that? 
you don't. Oh, well, that's at least something. <laughs> hey, that's that's a bit of good I'll news. I'll take that huh? as a piece of positive something. Ooh, that's really unfortunate. So, probably not surprising since this creature appeared out of nowhere, shocked and surprised all of you. Just as the after image of this thing vanishes, Roni, you feel a, a sense of movement in the air and teeth come right back at you. Oh. <sighs> 19 against your flat footed armor class. Uh, yeah, that's another hit. Even with your shield? Yep. Nine more points of damage. The same thing happens again. Like a millisecond after the bite hits you right in the back there, or probably on the side now, you're turning into it, like right on your left shoulder there. When I got that first hit of 16 points, did anything happen with our bond, our life bond? Not until Ray's turn. Oh, got it. Wait, and also you, you picked something up, not last week, but the week before, and said... And you put it on the ring. Oh, that's from the true. Tatterman's I did put ring. on the ring from the Tatterman. Did that make a difference? What's your flat-footed AC right now? It is uh, 18. Yeah, you're still hit. <laughs> Son of a murmur. So you're probably turning into this bite, and as you turn, this bite catches you on the left shoulder. And again, the image of the fungus, almost as though, like, for a brief second in time, as it was retreating from the bite, just shoom, appears as a hazy after effect in the air. And then it disappears. Oh, well, that's just great. I'm down to seven hit points. <laughs> Ray, you're up next. You can see that uh, Roni is in grotesque amounts of pain. He's, his back, his arm are just completely shredded. He's been bitten by rock shards. Roni, you gain five hit points immediately. You see wounds open up on Ray's body as he absorbs some of the damage taken by Roni. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Lifelink is so cool. It is super cool. It's a revelation from the... Um, Oracle class. Let's see. I'm going to move over here to a space opposite grip next to Roni. You can see now, not that the logs have fallen, that the cave here is opening up into a larger room up ahead. A little hard to tell exactly what's up there from the angle you all are at and from your light situation, but it does appear as if it opens up to a much larger space kind of on the right, on the east there ahead of you. And there is, for those of you that can see, yeah, Gryffindor can see up there a little bit. Oh, Roni can too with the light. Right, you've got, the, you've got your torch. Your alchemical torch has a light spell on it. Mm-hmm. You can catch traces of an acrid, greenish, yellowish, hazy fog in the air up there. Not enough to provide concealment or anything, but it is certainly providing some creepy-ass flavor. So Ray moves up ahead, gets uh, next to Roni, and across from Grip. What do you do there, Ray? I cast Cure Moderate Wounds on Roni. Ooh, nice. For how much? Seven points. So, a zoom of, is Ray's light still kind of white? No, it's it's kind of it's start. It took on sort of a bluish sheen mm-hmm. uh, about halfway through the um, Briarstone Asylum campaign. So I think that's that's still happening there. This sort of bluish sheen to it. So this bluish light washes over Roni and knits up his wounds uh, even more. Roni, you're up. 
You've gotten uh, two little uh, bouts of healing. Still not in great shape, but much better than you were <laughs> six seconds ago. And I... I don't know where this thing is. Give me a perception check. 23. You get the sense... Your senses being so alive in this uh, life or death situation here, you did get a sense of movement off to the west there as though it may have retreated back a little bit into the side cave to your west, that space there that you have not yet explored. No idea how far it went, no idea if it went there and doubled back, but that was the impression you got as it was leaving the second attack there. Hmm. Uh, Do you surrender? <laughs> Good question. I lay down. Rony drops the uh, the glowing uh, dagger and falls to the earth. It's been a good run, guys. Um, exactly. Um, Could Ray do a knowledge nature check on this thing? Sure, go ahead. While Johnny's looking. Yeah, I will also want to do that in a second. What'd you get there, Paul? Uh, rolled a seven on the die plus five is twelve. Unknown. I'm a little ashamed about that, but not enough to use a shame point. Since there's all these mushrooms and stuff on the floor, yeah, am I able to see if anything is moving along those and like kicking up dust or anything like that? Or is it's that probably just also perception? partially what you caught That's or were aware of as it was moving? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I am going to, like a total madman, throw myself into the fray. So I will move myself to where he was, and then. Move forward one. So that's five, ten, fifteen, twenty. So Roni is making his way into this like uh, 20 by 30 foot natural cave covered with uh, mushrooms on the floor, reek of of mulch and mushrooms, rotting mushrooms in the air. And uh, so far he's done a good portion of his move and nothing's happened. You don't see anything. 25. Nothing. 30. And you get bit. God. Oh, my God. Natural 20. Good. What? Come okay, on. backed up with a, like, less than 10. Okay, so, regular hit. 10 points of damage across, again, across your back, the other side of your back, not the right side of your back, as you briefly, Johnny, see the afterglow of the creature, right tucked around, it's look, it looks as though it went back into the cave and tucked around to the right, to the north there, and you, you managed to stay out of its reach as you entered, but then moved out of its reach uh, with your last move there. So that's a single move. What do you want to do next? I am going to... Uh, and then just as soon as that after image appears, it is gone. Was I able to see that from where I am? Do you see it right now? Yes. Then yes. It, yeah. Oh. I've got line of sight on oh, okay. Roll20 cool, right cool, now, cool. so if you see it, you did see it. Cool, cool, cool. I want to say, I feel like when uh, you take damage again, Ray feels it. Because he just, you know, you just took healing from his own yes. life force yeah. um, as part of your bond together. And uh, you took that ex- almost the exact same amount of damage again. <laughs> um, and it's almost physical, this like, oh. Is there any pleasure in that pain, Paul? <laughs> no. Okay. 
Okay. I'm taking. Can I take a five foot <laughs> step totally and attack? Gone, yeah. You have taken a move, so you cannot take a five foot step. Ah. Uh, taken a move, so I cannot take a five foot step. Um. Can I switch hands and fire with the alchemical torch? Move action to swap hands with your uh, with your weapons there. Well, shit. <laughs> not a move equivalent action. Um, yes, it is a move oh, equivalent action. So he could do it, he but then he's, yeah, he's not going to get. <laughs> not not a five foot step equivalent action. No. <laughs> uh, well, this. I would I would like to make a knowledge check to see if yeah. I oh, know anything sure. yeah, about yeah, this yeah. thing. So I'm assuming it's knowledge nature. Come on, girl. Come on. Come on, Roni. Come, Come on, Roni. Tell me if it's in the fire. Eighteen. Oh, that's a great, great roll. You keep in there. Yep, that's what I got. Okay, you you are aware of what this is. It is called a phantom fungus. It is a carnivorous plant native to the vast and deep underground caverns of the world. Its primary advantage as a predator is its perpetual greater invisibility. So it stealthily patrols like the perimeters of caverns and picks off individuals where it can. Although if hungry, it will take on groups uh, if pushed to. You do know about this, this invisibility ability that it has, that every time, as you sort of experienced, every time it attacks with invisibility, it does appear briefly as a semi-transparent version of its normal self. Now this happens an instant after it attacks. Mechanically, what you what one can do is ready an action to attack the brief instant it momentarily appears in order to make an attack with only 20% concealment <laughs> instead of full concealment. But that is a that is a But um, it will get its attack off that that triggers that ready to action, right? Because Yes, because it it, 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 it does appear after it attacks. Am I able to do a I can't do total defense as a full round action standard or action. Then I will that is yeah. what I will do. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I will do I will do uh total defense. Crouch down into total offense. I total love defense, it. Total defense so literally I've got like my in one hand I've got the alchemical torch glowing and in the other hand I've got this dagger and I'm waving it around. Love it. Sorry, grip. Let's and see. and I'm going it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Grip and Dora. Dora would be next, but I know she was considering uh, seeding to Grip. What do you want to do? I think the only thing that I can do is draw this alchemist's fire. Mm. And I could throw it at the square where I just saw it. But I want to hit it and, and not just splash and, it. And also where you are, yes, I do believe that you did see it. catch the edge of it. But that what you've the corner of this cavern here is going to provide cover from your toss. What if I'm um, here? If yes, if you move up ahead ten feet so that you're past grip and kind of in the center of this T intersection of uh, cavern hallways here, you would have a line on that square. But um, you won't be able to draw the alchem the al- alchemist fire and move and throw in the same turn. That's all right. I'm not gonna throw it. So draw and move. No, okay. I'm just going to move, and then I'm going... Yeah, I'm going to move and draw. I'm going to move and draw it. You're right. Great. But then I can't ready. No. Fuck. But you'll have it um, ready for the next turn. I'm not going to draw it. 
I'm going to move. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to ready a telekinetic projectile oh. for when it <laughs> kills Roni and appears again, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. And then I'll draw it next time and ready it. So you eyeball a large rock on the ground there, and you're checking out the area around Roni, keeping your eyes peeled for the appearance of the trace after effects of the phantom fungus (laughs) manifesting. Grip, you're up. Yeah, Grip is going to move to the west, sort of down, following the way Roni went. Oh, down the hallway, great. Down this hallway until he gets... Because he saw he saw the thing blip into vision for a hot second. He did. Uh, so he's gonna go to this square, which is diagonally adjacent to where he last saw him. Yep. And ready an action to attack it with red destiny if it should appear. Got it. Pre-action look tasty. At the top of round two, after Grip comes lumbering down that hallway, lumbering, tromping, stomping, <laughs> clinking, clattering in winter's armor and sidles up next to the space where the phantom fungus had once been, it does indeed manifest briefly in that space as it bites you. So first of all, it's going to get its bite attack, and then readied actions will go after that. So here we go, Grip. Wow. Um, You're bound to start rolling high against us one of these days. Yeah, 23. Oh, yeah, that's going to do it. 14 points of damage from this raking rock mouth. But the creature is briefly visible in that square. Dora, you want to fire a... Yes. Um, I don't have precise shot, so... And soft cover from grip. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, so that's um, 12. That's 12 with your minus four for firing into melee? Yes. Uh, do you want to use any shame? You know, it's probably even lower than that due to the cover. No. All right. The rock probably pings off of the wall just above Grip as you were trying to avoid hitting him. Grip, you get to take your attack. It has briefly appeared. Hit it. Plus nine. Mm. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it's a mushroom. Yeah. It is a mushroom. It is an eight-foot tall. It looks like it's got pretty thick hide. And rock shards also on the outside. All right, you've done it. You've done it. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I've got to waste the resource. Shame to me using shame. (laughs) Fine, he does feel bad. uh, What did I say? I said 17. I've been rolling good uh, shame points. Uh, Another 23. That would be a hit. Let me check concealment. 20% chance here. And you're good from concealment. You land a hit against the phantom fungus. How much damage? Another six. So for 11 points of damage. Oh, super solid Maybe blow. Very Sinks into its, into its mushroom flesh. Was that with Red Destiny? It was. It was. Yes. Yeah, slides right in there into that mushroom. Oh, I'm hungry for dinner. That sounds so dirty. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> and then, of course, as quickly as it appeared. Like Brigadoon. <laughs> it is gone. Zoom. Everybody, give me perception checks. Grip your closest. What'd you get? A 10 this time. Roni. 29. Oh, I love it. And Ray. 14. Dora. 
25. Roni catches the sound of its feet moving very quietly away from grip and to the south of your current position, Roni. Dora, you probably are, all you've got to go on here are dust motes and spores in the air, and you catch a little swirling of those motes in the air, moving away from grip and down to the southwest, essentially. Somewhere in this trajectory. Okay. Zoom, 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 zoom. Ray, you're up next. Ray takes five hit points of damage, and (laughs) Roni heals five hit points. How are you looking, Ray? I'm good. Okay, okay. So at this moment, Ray is back in the intersection of the hallway. To the north, there's that larger space with uh, smoke in the air. Off to the west, you can see Grip close by, Roni further down the way, but no sight of the fungus. Dora on his left shoulder, what do you do? Did I overhear earlier that uh, switching weapons was a move equivalent action? Well, Roni had two weapons in hand. Okay. So two one-handed weapons, swapping, that will be a move action. If you want to... If you'd like to get rid of your Morning Star and draw some other weapon, yes. it would be a move action to stow something, or else you can do the old drop and draw. Drop the is a move action and, old drop and, and move drop. action to draw it. Yeah. All right. See? So we're gonna. I'm going to do this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a five-foot step, drop my Morning Star to draw my crossbow. Taking a step into that side passage, drawing your crossbow as you go, mm-hmm. and then your standard action? My standard action is a channel positive energy, uh, affecting both Roni and Grip. And, and yourself. Myself. And uh, Bluish light fills the air as Ray heals everybody. Um, six. Six points of healing to Ray, to Grip, and to Roni. I'm bathed in the light. Yes, feels good, feels good. Roni, you're up. Gah. Yeah. True. Indeed. Gah. True. The, the and stuff- just picture yourself in a reeking ass cave. Yep. Super low ceiling. Yep. With an invisible mushroom monster stalking you and appearing out of nowhere to ravage you. Super yes. low ceiling. Yeah, it's five foot and getting lower in the far west corner of this room here. Grip is probably at the point uh, as he's entering this cave. He doesn't quite have to duck yet, but it'll, it'll be... It'll be happening pretty soon. But this thing has to duck too, then, doesn't it? It does, yeah. But not squeeze. No squeezing until, like, the last the last row of squares on the west side, I would say, would be squeezing territory. It probably hates it there. Or it feels cozy. Maybe, like a blanket. Yeah, a warm cocoon of stone mm-hmm. and mushrooms. Nothing to eat. I'm still hungry. It seems like another security measure, right, to keep people from going further into the cave. There's this other... We had the, the trap with the blades and the poison. We had the trap with the assassin vine. We had this blockage with the with the door. And while we're f- fussing with that, this mushroom creature okay, comes out yes. at us. Might be buying time for someone to get ready. Right. I am going to, as my standard action, I'm going to take total defense, uh-huh. adding a plus four to my armor class, and nice. then I'm going to start moving in. And uh, as I do, I'm going to yell, Grip, we can get him together. And I move in. I move to here. Take a five-foot step. Nothing happens. I move to here. And something happens. The fungus briefly... So you're moving more to the south. Mm -hmm. The fungus appears right now just next to you on the east side there. Briefly pops into a view. Attack of opportunity. There you go. That's a miss. Under 10. Excellent. 
appears there briefly. Those of you with line of sight, you see where it is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'm going to take it away. We are in round three. Top of round three. Dora, you're up. You are way back down, yeah, way back in the intersection I there. Did not have no line, line of sight. sight. You can't even see Roni at this point. Oh Give me a perception check. Uh, Dora uh, and Ray. Okay. Yeah. Dora. Twenty-four. Ray. The eighteen. Dora, you do catch in the distance, up in the cavern, mm-hmm. the larger cavern up ahead, around the corner to the right, to the east. There, uh, something's moving around in there. You hear the sound of uh, shuffling on uh, stony or and muddy it's floor. Dark up there. I have dark vision. Do you have dark vision? You would detect the faint, what is probably the faint glimmer of a low fire or a low lantern or something way around the corner up to the right and off in the distance a bit. So you're, uh, you know, you're aware that there's a little glow up there, but you don't quite, not enough to illuminate the space. I'm not terrifically useful against this creature, and it might be worth trying to see what we're... Mm. See if we can open up another front on this battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't have a Split very the party. good Split the party. Check. Split it. To move stealthily, you must move at half speed. Right? Yes. Correct. Dora's going to move ten feet forward and then a five-foot diagonal to the west, northwest, to see what she can see. And I oh, will I see. make a stealth check. So you're even edging up the totally west wall, pointless. trying to see what you see around the corner to the east there. I love it. Give me stealth. Ten. Okay. You're moving up. You move past Ray. You move past where the barricade used to be. You're closing in on the opening of this passageway into the larger space there. Mm-hmm. And you don't catch sight of... Let me see what you see on the map here. Do you see this? You do see... that another... Yes, off to the left, maybe uh, 30 feet off to the northwest, if you were to continue to follow... If you were to continue to follow the wall you're following right now, you would come across what appears to be another large uh, timber barricade of the exact same construction as the one that Roni just disabled here. You do at this point, now that you've moved further up, the smell of acrid smoke is stronger in the air and you definitely can tell that there is a light of some sort off to the distance off to the east around the corner it's it's coming closer and closer into view Dora will move back (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm gonna get out of there but I can move 30 feet because I'm not gonna bother being stealthy got it so she just uh, basically tucks in between Grip and Ray around the corner to the western cavern because that opens up some sight. Um, but I have done two move actions. Grip, you're up. Dora's just sidled in next to you. You've got, you just saw about 15 feet away from you where the phantom she fungus will say, mm-hmm. I think someone's coming from the northeast. <laughs> <laughs> I got to focus on what's in front of me. So I saw, yeah, I saw where it uh, showed up next to Roni. Correct. I am going to move 
further into this western cavern, yeah, about ten feet to where I would be diagonally away from. Let me ask you this: If I were to go one square further south, am I? Can I occupy that square, or is that uh... is that occupiable? No, the okay. the where the phantom fungus appeared, uh, it appeared in a space where there's not a really occupiable square to its back there. Okay, then I will take this one that's just diagonally uh, one one five feet north of where I was trying to go. Yeah, and we'll ready an attack again with red destiny. Okay. Should should this thing flicker into my range? And it briefly appears as it attacks you, Grip. Mm-hmm. Right next to Roni. 14. That's a miss. Oh, nice. Sweet. Oh, uh, let's see. Flat-footed when it makes this attack. Does that still beat your flat-footed? Why am I flat-footed? Because it was invisible. Oh, because it was invisible. Um, let's see. Flat-footed. Oh, and I forgot the plus two for invisibility. 16 against your flat-footed. <laughs> hey, my flat-footed's 18. So oh, look at that. Yes. It does suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was for you. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I do suck it. Uh, then I'm going to take my attack. Oh, you have to make a will save. Dagger in hand. My dagger is in my hand. Hmm. Here we go. Sorry about the that. old phobia in effect. Eighteen. Oh, you're good. You're fine. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's a fine time for a sixteen on the die. Uh, and then my attacky attack. Eighteen. Mm. Go on. You keeping that? I'm going to not use it. I'm going to stick with the 18. Hit. Yeah. Red Destiny. Time slows. Cry of a bird. The blade slides into the fungus. The blade slides into the fungus. Story of my life. For nine points of damage. Oh, nice. You are hitting hard tonight. Nine. Did you hit it? No. Grip looks over and says, Hey, Ronnie, nice fucking dagger. (laughs) (laughs) Perception checks from everybody, please. Dora. Natural one, 11. Uh, Ray. 10. Grip. Natural one for a six. Oh, man. Come on, Ronnie, come through. 13. Oh, nobody knows. Nobody knows where it went. Right, you're up. <laughs> right, you're back in the hallway there, behind Dora. You can see Grip. You can probably see at the edge of your light. Oh no, he's uh, Roni's got light, so you can see Roni way back in this mushroom cavern. You see they were fighting to the south around outside of your view, and then uh, now they're looking around, like where did that invisible mushroom monster go? So before, oh. right before that, though, also Dora left. <laughs> yes. Came back. Yep said, I think there's something coming. Someone coming. Someone coming. Yeah. So Ray wants to cast Shield of Faith on Dora. Yeah. But his material component for that spell are these um, uh, prayers, handwritten prayers to Shaylin that were in the phylactery. And they all uh, went up in flames when he was um, doing something not so good. Huh. So noting that and starting to feel a little like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not prepared for this. I want to protect Dora. Yeah. He um, readies an action with his uh, light crossbow down the hall that if he sees something coming menacing, he's going to shoot at it. To the north from the large cavern. To the north from the large cavern. Love it. Love it. And uh, in the previous round, did anyone take damage? I did not. You did not? Roni, did you take I did not. Okay. Roni, you're up. So Uh. you are 10 feet away from grip, and you strongly suspect... 
the mushroom monstrosity of doom and death has left its position, given the way it's been handling this combat thus far. No clue where it went. No one knows where it went. Nobody. This time, nobody knows. Even a direction. Or I guess even for fact that it did move. Yeah, we probably just assumed that it didn't. Because we didn't see anything. Except Though every round, it's Every yeah. round, it's basically done the same strategy. And, you know, this is to Ray. This is stirring up the knowledge that these things have, you know, animal or sub-intelligence that they probably have an effective tactic that they use on vulnerable prey and they'll stick to it as long as it's working. Which, so far... It's working It's great. working. Yeah, we can't figure out how to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, again, take the total defense action. Yep. And I'm going to start to move again. Oh, wow. Making yourself bait. Moving to the north. 10. To the north. 15. To the... 20. East. All right. As you attempt to move that last move, uh, you do not because you are bit 10. Or I'm attacked. You're attacked. You're attacked. Fungus monster briefly appears. 24. Miss. Against your flat-footed armor class. Oh. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's going to hit this time. 11 points of damage. Ugh. And you you basically walked right into it. So this wound is like right across the front of your chest. I'll throw it on the map for you all real quickly here so you can see where it briefly appeared. Zoom, I think for the first time, visible to every single one of you, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is right now to the east of Gull and to the north of Grip. A scant 15 feet away from Dora, which might make Ray a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And run round four, Dora. Good God. Dora will take a five foot step to the south east below Ray. Alchemist Fire does one point of splash damage, is that correct? It does, yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Do it. She draws her Orgmas fire yes. and throws it at the spot where she just saw it to be. I love it. Make a ranged touch attack. It's a track four for firing into melee. Oh. What'd you get? I've rolled a 23. Oh, so that's a 19. It is. You keeping that? I have one action point left. I'm not using it on an eight-foot fucking fungus. This would be a touch. Now it's got 50% concealment from invisibility. So here, let me check that. Eight on the die. You're good. You are good. Wonderful. Yes. All right. So, Grip and Roni each take one point of fire damage as they are splashed in an eruption of red-green flame. And what? How much damage is done to the fungus? And does it catch on fire? 1d6. Three. Fire. Three points of fire damage, which it takes... Let's see. On the round following a direct hit, the target takes an additional 1d6 points of damage if it does not take a full round action to attempt to extinguish the flames. Which means it wouldn't move if it did that. Correct. Also, it's on fire. Can you be invisible and be on fire? Yeah, it sure appears to be. (laughs) Mushroom on fire! So there's... 
There's this the reek of delicious mushroom in the air. <laughs> you know that it's flaming. Like you briefly saw like an after effect of splashing uh, red green flame that landed into you right in your face. And then it's shoom, it's all gone as this, uh, this after image of the fungus disappears. Amazing. Uh, Grip, you're up. It's been, it's been more than a minute since we, since I took my improved grapple feet, yes? That was before the first, yes, yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, then I'm going to use one of my two remaining martial flexibilities for today. What does he do? What does he do? Uh, his eyes go slack, his neck goes crack, uh, and his, uh, no, his jaw goes slack, his neck goes crack. Eyes roll in the back of the head, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. And he's going to take a blind fight. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, just in case, let me mark off that I used this. You know real. it's right next to you at this moment. You can smell it burning as you're wiping alchemist fire it. off your face. Can you get um, into that flank? Oh, you could, take, could a take a five, five foot, foot step, step there, to sidle I? into a flanking position. Yes, I will do then exactly that. Then it would come after me. <laughs> it, would, it would also, yes, as Katie points out, it would also block that hallway from it uh, going after Ray and Dora. All right, so I'm going to make an attack so that I get the uh, plus two for the flank. Yes, correct. So that's a plus 11, y'all. That's a natural 20. Oh, yeah. oh, oh come yes. on, please. Please. Back that shit up. 21. Oh my god. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the concealment. Come on, come on, come on. Hit! <laughs> Critical hit on the phantom fungus. Awesome. Amazing. So that's going to be 2d6 plus 10. <laughs> 18 points of damage. Oh. <laughs> and what Roni experiences is Red Destiny thrusting forward, ending up like going through clearly hitting resistance. The end of the blade is like a millimeter from the tip of your nose, Roni, as then you hear this otherworldly scream erupt from the invisible phantom fungus, which collapses in a heap, becoming visible, having Burning. been thrust through its brain, still uh, the, the the remaining burning from the alchemist's fire now dying out. Phantom Fungus is down, y'all. Yes. Yeah. Hey, before we go out of rounds, you add five hit points back to your yourself there. I will. Healing up Roni. Okay, we just made a whole bunch more noise, and we yep. do know that something's moving around up there to the north. What do we do now? I suggest we move into this western cavern. Talking to the side space there for now. To talk. All right. Everybody doing that? Sure. All right. So we're huddled around the corpse of the phantom fungus as it slowly stops burning. And a whole different kind of acrid smoke filling the air now. Mm. Tasty. What should we do? Did you have any idea what that sounded like? What's I just down? saw a light, but I think it's coming this way. If you want to put that light out, we might be able to get a glimpse of it, you and I. Hmm. Let me clarify. You didn't see a light moving. Oh. You got closer to the source oh, I got of the light. closer to the source of the light. Yeah. Well, then that's different. <laughs> but we just may, if it comes to investigate. Let's heal up and go check it out. Yes, uh, channel positive energy again. Zoom. Nine points. Nice. That puts me at full. Oh, I, just... I am still down <laughs> ten points. Oh. oh. Okay. That was a punishing series Ray, of blows. The, yeah, you took a pounding there, Johnny. Too? The channels do heal me as well, and, that, and I'm and I'm 
I'm I'm less concerned with with my own, but um, uh, I'm close. I'm five below my max. Um, I just want to make sure that that lifeline doesn't kill you. Mechanic that says <laughs> you can't heal this damage normally or whatever. I just no, he can. He, he can. can. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna cast a cure light on um, Roni. It's just that cumulative effect at this level yeah. of taking five or more points yeah. per round. Seven a, more points. Oh, and fantastic. Lays hands on Roni, and Roni does not flinch. Nope. While, as um, his, the teeth wounds heal up on his chest. While, while that's going on, so after the channel, while Roni's being tended to, yeah. can Grip move to just right here? Just to be to in... To the mouth of the cavern Just there. Yeah, but, but still not around the corner yet, but just so I'm... Keeping an eye in the direction of the north. Exactly. Yeah. Dora absolutely. also tells you about the other barricades similar to this one, um, up that hallway and to the to this to, to the, the northwest. Yeah, to the west there. That she saw a glimpse of. I wonder if they were keeping prisoners here. Start to make my way over to the barricade. It definitely looks like they were trying to keep something in or out, for sure. Probably this thing. It <laughs> could be. It could actually be. And if, if Roni's going all the way to the barricade by himself, I'm going to follow closely behind yeah. him. He, he has a tendency to run in places by himself. And All right, so we're moving up to the... I don't want him to die. To the intersection there. Can Roni, start? You can take a peek. Yep, and also checking for traps. Yep, give me a perception check, and then give me a stealth check. While they're doing that, Dora is going to cast, since she can do it silently, um, detect psychic significance in this western cavern. Just None. In case there's anything. None. Okay. Again, kind of noticeably devoid. Yeah. Empty. Empty of meaning. Mm-hmm. 22 or 23 for traps. Great. And with stealth. 23. So, Roni is sneaking his way up the hall- hallway. Why don't you show me what your trajectory is? Kind of following the same path that Dora took. Roni's edging up the west side of the wall here. You make your way up to the intersection. And I, I would be... Stop right there, Johnny. Oh, okay, sorry. And Okay, no, 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 no. Um, you do see some things in this room. Oh, this is so fascinating. I'm looking at what you can see on the map Johnny, because of the vision that you've got here. Mm-hmm. So across this cavern, which you can tell is 85, 90 feet in depth, 50, 60 feet in width, all the way across the way, tucked in a corner, uh, giving off about 20 feet of light, you see a table littered with cooking pots, glass flasks, all sorts of alchemical and poison mixing equipment. There is a cook fire burning that's giving off this very, very low light. There's something in a pot above it that is giving off this acrid yellow-green smoke. It's a meth lab. (laughs) We are the ones who knock. And on the cavern wall, above and behind this fire, You see an image painted on the wall, a spiraling mass of tendrils 
with two long, descending tails, painted in what appears to be blood. And in the dark shadows, between the light of this campfire across the way and the light being shed by your alchemical torch, you can see the dim shapes of three figures. What appears to be a humanoid-sized being. I know you can't exactly see it, so I'm going to ping for you, Johnny. Right in the darkness right there. Mm -hmm. You see that? Mm -hmm. So exactly in the border of of where the shadows don't, where the light sources don't quite touch each other, you see a dark humanoid-shaped figure looming in that space. Right in front of it are two squat wolf-sized creatures. And through the the dim, dim light at the very, very edge of your light spell, you can see that they, they're definitely wolf-shaped. But they don't seem to have hair, and they're, they're very, very pale, like gray-white in color, and they're covered all along the top with a carpet of mushroom caps and shelf fungi and you see like bulbous protrusions on the side of this thing's head kind of these two creatures have what appear to be almost like they make you think of gills almost as these the sides of these creatures these quadruped creatures heads are sort of breathing in and out and you you can <laughs> catch sight of spore motes hitting the air with every exhalation as you get to that spot mm-hmm. and you're sort of poking your head around the corner you can kind of tell that this this humanoid shape has arms outstretched in your direction it looks immediately and instantaneously like someone preparing to cast a spell and when they see you edge around the corner there with your light they stop and you hear a voice it's a woman's voice I wasn't expecting to see you what are you doing here I had to come and check on the merchandise Why didn't you tell me you were coming? Why did you fight my pets? I don't tell you everything. Reparations must be made, my friend. And reparations will be made. Who's with you? She sounds a little out of it. I'm going to start to slowly walk forward. You only have to go about five feet before you catch her in the edge of your dim light. I've got some lovely art here. This is what you see, Johnny. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That's you not terrifying at all. You see a, a middle-aged human woman, super goth-looking, black wooden 
spiky armor kind of fashioned to look more like a dress. She looks, <laughs> dude, she looks dark, like wrecked, broken, lost. She's got fading blonde hair that's gone gray and then kind of white, dry skin, hollow eyes, hollow cheeks, blood red lips, bloodshot eyes, like as if she had lived hard and hollow for decades. Can I make a knowledge check on on anything that I'm seeing right now? I can take a knowledge nature check and a knowledge religion check. I will do that. Nature, 28. Religion, 23. You're close enough now to see the quadruped creatures. They were once wolves. They are now fungus creatures. You recognize there's a certain process that those with the knowledge can do to kill living creatures, suck the nutrients out of them, and then embed the right kind of spores into them so they come back as these half-living plant creatures. They basically retain whatever set of combat skills the original creature had. So you would know, you know, a wolf's, wolf's typical thing would be to run in, trip you, drag you to the ground, that sort of thing. But they also have the ability to release massive choking clouds of spores that linger in the air for up to a minute that are triggered off of breathing the spores. And any creature that dies from inhaling these poison spore clouds, which it's very easy to do, transforms into one of these creatures. This is basically their method of reproduction. They're both behaving as though they have limited animal intelligence. They're both giving the kind of glances and cues back to their master that you would expect from a dog. So they don't seem to be, uh, they do not seem to be mindless mm -hmm. uh, and they don't seem to be fully independent. They seem like, um, not domesticated, but they seem as though they consider this woman to be their master and they're, they're taking their cues off of her. So they probably went from, you know, kind of a, an aggressive squat prepared to charge pose to as her voice calmed down and you step forward and she didn't respond, they sort of relax back a little bit. Don't go into a full sit, but they're, uh, they're eyeing you less aggressively now than they had been before. You do not recognize the symbol painted on the wall in blood behind this campfire there. And as you've moved in a little closer here around the corner, you can probably see in the map there now, the table space allotted for alchemical work is significant. It's like a 15 foot long table with even more stuff off on a couple of crates and cooking implements to the side. Clearly the makings of uh, masterwork alchemical lab, essentially, if you could get all this equipment. And as you step forward, she stares at you and you can tell now, you can tell she's not fully present. Like she's, she's not in the confused condition like we experienced with those apostles in Briarstone Asylum, but uh, she's on something, she's on something. 
It's not mechanically slowing her reactions, but get this real vibe of someone who's just like a split second behind what's happening because their their brain is operating on some other level at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you've stepped in a little bit there. What do you do? Yeah, why don't you show me what you're working on right now? And I'm just going to keep moving forward. Do you have payment? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have my guys bring it around. Who's here with you? My guys. Let me see your guys. You want to see them? Let me see your guys. Yeah, here, come on. I'll show you. You gonna lead her back? Yeah. To them? Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna step and let her, you know, do the thing of like, go, go right ahead. Okay. She goes past you. The wolves follow, the fungal wolves follow along behind you. She comes around to the corner of the intersection there, at which point, Grip, you can see her, right? Yes. And she looks down there and she sees you and she says, Rib tusk. Ah, I didn't know you were coming. I, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't. I didn't have it ready for you. Where have you been? Oh, you know. Where have you been? low, I guess. <laughs> All the better to serve the inmost blot. Right. Yeah. Right. Gotta serve. Um, that's how I remember it. I'm making a sense motive check. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? So was I able to hear any of what was going on before um, they I all mean, came into I, view? I was not being quiet. Yes, and even though it's around the, the corner and the distance, like your line of sight is in fact, they weren't that far away. So right. yes, assume you've heard what's going on here. Then yeah, I'm, so I'm just trying, I'm, I'm playing along. I'm unsure if that's what Roni's doing or not, but that's what I'm doing right now. Give me a bluff check there. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I'm good at, I bet I'm good at these. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A 10, a straight up 10. I rolled a 10, I got a 10. <laughs> She's all fucked up, she might believe you. Never know. You've changed. Time's a fucking march forward, isn't it? You've changed. We've all changed a little bit, and I bang. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Give me your shot. So right now, Roni's essentially behind her as she's in the mouth of this cavern here with the two fungal wolves just five feet away from Roni. So Roni is surrounded yes. by a witch and two mushroom wolves. Yes. Not that we have any idea of this. Not that you and I have any idea. Oh yes, right so Ray and Dora are tucked behind the corner there. No, but uh, but you can I hear us. Even yes, more. you can hear. You can, can hear. hear. I can it's hear. A, can't that's see a, a fifteen touch attack. Flat-footed, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You blast her right in the side with your chemical torch. How much damage do you do? Uh, garbage two. 
she was just turning to you to say something to you. So I think like as she's turning is when you get that shot off. It just kind of grazes across her stomach. All praise. And then time freezes. As you all instinctively understand that she believes by the light in her eye. It's two of you that can see it. Roni and Grip. You believe that whatever words next come out of her mouth, she thinks will completely destroy you. That's the end of chapter 41. (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>